so there is the night before the day you were to arrive uh, here in Goa um, I was woken up at around uh, 5 a.m. by loud voices I was in my hotel room and uh, it was a decent hotel so one expects the decent kind of gentry and yet at around 5 a.m. in fact later than 5 a.m. 6 a.m. the voices were uh, so loud they were coming from some room in the hotel that I got woken up and uh, it was a man and a woman quarreling with each other quite bitterly quite loudly of course and at uh, some point it got uh, so loud that in my half awake, half asleep condition I started uh, thinking of what my duty as a fellow human being is at this moment. It has uh, kind of become violent. Probably the two are on the verge of getting into physical violence. So what do I do? I even thought of uh, calling up the reception and mm. intimating them. So <clears throat> that was two days back, three days back rather. And that uh, incident, it happened uh, right in the morning. It stayed with me uh, for a while, for a few hours at least, and I mentioned it to them. <clears throat> and they said they they wanted to understand it, they wanted to have a, a deeper discussion on it. So that's the reason we are sitting here right now. We want to take this up and uh, understand the entire uh, domain of uh, relationships, particularly man-woman relations. And uh, yeah, why do these two fight so much with each other? Hmm? What do you think? Someone didn't meet someone's desires. Someone had an expectation that the other couldn't or wouldn't fulfill. I mean, why would two adults quarrel at 5 a.m. of all times? What, what were they doing, uh, tearing each other away at that hour? Uh, suggests uh, they both were probably awake the entire night. And... Uh, Awake not in a pleasant way. 
you know, surely things were going on and, and they were talking or, or thinking. And then they just, just couldn't hold themselves back and uh, let themselves lose on the other before uh, uh, even the sun could shine. Hmm? I find that interesting in a dreadful way. Think of the condition of the human being who has to keep thinking continuously of uh, someone. He doesn't quite like, yet has to be with, can't tolerate to look at, and yet cannot get away from. Hmm? Sounds pretty terrible. Sounds quite terrible, doesn't it? I mean, think of a hotel room. There is a bed, and it's that usual, what they call as the king bed, where you have a double bed. So the two are there on that bed. And if you are so bitter towards each other, so antagonistic to each other, why do you have to be together in that room, on that bed, in Goa? Why do you travel together? Uh, Pretty simple questions. To some, these would sound quite uh, foolish because most people have very straightforward answers to them. We are supposed to do this. Yeah. So, uh, what else? What else? Their, their response would be, what else? I mean, man and wife probably. Man and wife or, or, or lovers supposedly. And they're supposed to be together. But I just don't get this. Uh, why are you supposed to be together? If you can't bear to look at each other, what is it that keeps these two together? There's a new stream of uh, spirituality that suggests, at least in the US, that relationships are the best way to grow because you're forced to deal with uh, the other's emotions and the other's issues. And to me, it sounds like you're trying to sugarcoat something that's unpleasant, that you're fundamentally incompatible with this other person, but you don't want to admit that. So you say, well, this is a growth opportunity. My question is, are we, as as human beings, can we be fundamentally compatible with anybody? Are we fundamentally compatible even with ourselves? Are we alright with ourselves, Shwankar? No. He knows. One is not okay with himself, One, how can one be okay with somebody else? Yeah. Even if it's not a man-woman thing, can two women be continuously huh, have a lifelong compatibility? No, I don't think so. Or, or, or two, two men? So what is this thing about sharing life and sharing room and sharing bed all about and I I don't know 
I think I uh, started off in a dull way. My apologies to everybody, especially those who would be uh, watching the recording later on. But it was quite horrible to be woken up by a clamor, and especially uh, the the female voice, because it is high pitched. When it is loud, shrill. It gets shrill, and it has a lot of pain. Yeah. And uh, it's very difficult to hear. And obviously, the man's voice as well. The the man is shrieking, the woman is yelling, and you are woken up, and uh, you wait for the thing to subside. It doesn't, and you're thinking, what to do? What were they fighting about? I have no idea. So they were just yelling. They were just yelling at each other, and it was continuous. It was continuous. All I remember is that after fifteen twenty minutes, I got fed up of the continuity and dozed off. So like white sound. I yeah, like like white noise. <laughs> I got bored of it in fifteen minutes. How come people don't get bored of it in fifteen years? But it was terrible. When I woke up finally a couple of hours later, uh, it was there buzzing in the mind, and it stayed. How do people bear to be like that with each other? And obviously, it was not uh, <clears throat> a thing, an episode belonging to that hour. particularly the two would be fighting the same way with each other continuously and when the whole thing would uh, become too much over the top then they'll probably have sex so that they get revitalized for the next bout yeah. bout of fighting yeah. so <laughs> But usually, when two individuals are into such kind of a fight, they are very much sure or passionate about the subject that they are really dealing with. And when you look at from the outside, usually those things are not very big. For example, I have seen many a times my parents are fighting for some salt in the curry. It was either too high, it was either too low. But that too becomes a subject for a you know a good altercation for maybe ten fifteen minutes. I think. Yeah, I think uh, that in a way. Sets up the whole discussion quite nicely. The five of us all sitting here, either are in a relationship or have been in relationships, so we know the whole thing firsthand experience. Let me just say the subject is why do couples fight? Hmm. Huh? Can we zero in on that? That can yeah. be yes. Why do couples, couples fight? fight? Yes. Why do they fight? You don't care. It's the man's point. <laughs> so, so those. He's lost a lot of fights. It sounds like. <laughs> and for the uninitiated ones, <laughs> that was sarcasm. <laughs> and and uh, that actually <clears throat> gives us an insight into why do they fight. Hmm? Um, Somebody is bitter all the time, and when you are bitter. then you use sarcasm not as a 
literally device but as a weapon you hurt but that's okay why 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 do we fight why do couples especially are always seen bickering and pecking at each other actually this is uh, quite strange in some way because uh, uh when the relationship starts uh, usually two people come together they start to appreciate uh, things about the other uh, they would value certain things would come up with some special uh, stuff maybe for the other to make it a bit more uh, you know not so usual kind of an affair you two start to feel good in each other's company you enjoy it also why you decide to maybe go ahead together mm-hmm. and then uh, after some time it just turns into a very you know that 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 fighting kind of an affair so it starts in a very sugary way mm-hmm. and then it comes to that you know what you call like the poison part of it mm-hmm. so why does that happen because uh, one of the reasons i uh, specifically uh, saw was Uh, not the reason specifically but uh, one characteristic that is there is uh, you stop to uh, you know appreciate anything that is there it's all just you know you're filled up with a lot of things inside you just want to take it outside and the person is very easily available to you <laughs> the person that is around so uh, so so undervaluing the other and insulting the other as some kind of trash box trash box that's a characteristic mm. not exactly not just the reason mm. uh, i'm still figuring yeah. figuring it out but it's a characteristic yes. right is it the same way uh, over there in the us uh, areas because you spend most of your time in the states not in india is it is it the same couples fight the divorce rate is higher so clearly being in relationships whether mm. it's mm. woman and man or man man or woman woman on working so, out i'm i'm asking you friends don't fight so much with each other right do they usually they they usually don't they do fight with each other obviously strangers even they get entangled yeah. but couples they necessarily fight with each other i mean my experience if i reflect on why i got annoyed was because i would settle for someone who i would potentially not even consider as a friend so someone who is maybe not motivating me or is not as driven or is not as well read just for the validation of wanting to be in a relationship or because it was the done thing or because it seemed like i was too far into it and i didn't want to admit to feel and that built up resentment i guess towards me which i took out on her that she reminded me of my poor choices and she was the poor choice was she that's that's the way it looks from my perspective i'm sure she thinks the same the same so so looking at your partner meet the man or the woman reminds you of your several mistakes yeah huh? the one in front of you being the most intimate and uh, hmm? yeah <laughs> and significant mistake yeah hmm? yeah um, i'm reminded of a quote by elon musk which i it's resonated with me which was uh he used to tell his ex wife that if you were my employee at fire you i don't know why i still put up with you ha huh, they got divorced yes <laughs> and in india even the option of divorce is not so available or at least it's not smooth hmm 
so if if they fight why don't they just separate i mean if you dislike someone so much that you have to beat him up or her up at 5 am in the morning in the crudest way possible huh? and you have been so uh, blinded and and deafened by bitterness that you don't even realize that the entire hotel Mm. is listening to your drama why don't you just separate because probably doing that would mean a totally different life totally different surroundings and everything and usually we tend to stay in our known positions maybe even with our suboptimal choices so there is something you know, so what we are to... seeing is i am with someone i don't like that someone i continuously fight with that someone but i don't get away from that someone i like to remain associated rather uh, entangled mm-hmm. yeah? so there would be a lot of haggling um, continuous friction but not separation so there's a lot of investment over there um, emotional investment no, but wait we are saying that the other is a poor choice so the investment is a poor investment right so I how come there is an investment i think the more scarier part of the decision is that if that person hmm. is not in life hmm. then what to do because either way whether you are having a good time or whether you are having a bad time your time is passed your time is consumed mm. you have a reason to i don't know spend your time around to occupy yourself because a lot of people are not really wanting to take that step into the unknown that if not this then what so a lot of people keep hanging to the same set of relationships be with the woman the 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 same kind of structure the household and everything just because if you decide that you know i don't want this then a bigger question is now what do you want because naturally one needs to find something to go ahead don't find that very intuitive or obvious there is somebody i actively hate and a lot of people do obviously hate their partners huh hate is not an exaggerated word yeah. here lot of people do actually hate their partners so why don't you just drop the relationship i mean uh, the justification or explanation here is that uh, then there would be a certain void and you don't want to bear that void so you carry on with the hate and the disgust and the tension but i, I don't uh, quite understand i mean if i actively hate someone how do i not think of getting rid of them i think maybe people fantasize a lot about getting rid of their partners maybe she would disappear because that maybe. is why there are extramarital relationships because people are no, extramarital has marital at the center right right why do you still want to remain married and have an extramarital affair outside the house i think it's the social stigma the the kids it keeps things together the kids and the kids 
Yes. Often they say, oh, we're doing it just for the children. Yes. yes. And we're just roommates living in the same house. Hmm. We are in an open relationship now. Also, is it really clear to uh, people that they actually hate each other? Because mm. most of the times it's about like proving some point or, you know. You're not allowed to think in terms of that word. Hmm? Yes. You'd rather use some yeah. other word to describe the relationship. Yes. Right. You'd say I'm hurt. Yes. But you'd not say I hate. Hmm? You'd say, oh, I'm hurting. I'm hurting within. But you'll not say I am hating. Yes. Hmm? So you're not allowed to use that word culturally. Yeah. That, that's the thing. The thing is, yes, there is a lot of hate. So if there is a lot of hate. And it's also, uh, I think, maybe uh, some, uh, there's a complex structure because at times you feel like hating. Mm. The other yeah. time, the mm -hmm. thing just turns around and you feel like like loving. Yeah. And then there is attachment. Then there is maybe emotional investment, maybe financial investment, maybe some responsibilities. So it's, 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 it's a bit of a complex structure. Like, is it really just the hate part that exists? No, I I'm open to that, right? Yeah. Obviously, there has to be something beyond hate, otherwise, the two can't stick together right. for so long. Because had it been just hate, right. it's more easy to just, you right, know. Right, right. I know this for me sometimes, maybe often, it's easy for me to assume the worst in someone's behavior. So that makes me angry and it helps me validate myself. My ego likes it. Mm -hmm. And then I sometimes discover, often discover, that that assumption I had was wrong or there was a reason for why she or he did that and uh, I mean, something similar. more fundamental as human beings are we built to be tied for long uh, indefinitely long durations to another human being is that the nature of this creature I don't think so, not in my personal experience. And I think this question has been raised many times in discussions, but usually what they do is they keep it in just the periphery of monogamy and polygamy, mm -hmm. but they never really talk of a completely free individual. No gamy. No gamy. No gamy. No no Zero gamy. <laughs> that is just not considered in the equation. It's, it's a very, very, very interesting side of the thing. We talk of polygamy, polyandry, or as uh, alternatives to monogamy but nobody ever said that the obvious alternative is no gamy. <laughs> no gamy. now that looks very abstract because gammy <laughs> you must <laughs> how, how is that abstract no, is it for, like for, for people who are like watching so it might really appear a bit abstract so what is no gammy is it is no gammy basically means why do you have to be tied to somebody mm -hmm. I, I it beats me every time i think of it why do i necessarily have to have somebody tied to my back or to my chest or to my head uh, yeah. uh, or to whatever place i mean all the all the time my entire life so it's a uh, generally people it's a way to uh, deal with their insecurity uh, with their fear uh, how were you how were you insecure when you were not married you got married at let's say 28 at 26 were you trembling with insecurity all the time or has 
the relationship, the the institutionalized relationship rather made you insecure? I'm asking. I think the relationship makes us more insecure. So, so I'm, I, I, I think society tells you that you're, you go to school, you go to college, you get the job, you get married, you have kids. The script. The script, whether it's in the US or whether it's here. The appearance more, of the script More than that, the, when according to the script, you think that when you get married, the whole relationship will be permanent. There will yeah. be a certain permanency because when you are with somebody without the marriage yeah. title, you still think that you know the other one has a door to just yeah. get out but before one becomes a girlfriend she's a friend then also you're thinking that you know she might just go so you make her a girlfriend when she's yeah. a girlfriend then you're thinking that she might just go so she becomes your wife with each progression you think you are getting more secure more secure yeah. in the but but the more you get into it the more you invest the more you find that it is never never certain hmm. That the other will be loyal to you, so mm-hmm. it it keeps rumbling in your head that you know whether the other is um, even there. Hmm. Not, uh, a question I want to ask: You've had girlfriends, right? Right. Did you ever want to have them all the time? That's the nature of the institution of marriage. Like Not for me. Huh? You you want to you want <laughs> you you must you are obliged. To have someone at your head, no, huh? No, but I by your side, no. over you, under you, <laughs> no, no, somewhere, all the time. But I've seen this possessive kind of a lover, kind of a thing. Usually, that is there in those who are very insecure or very fearful mm. regarding their partner, mm. and they then they have all kind of. You know, then what you're saying you is that the very institution. Of this uh, hmm. uh, enforced togetherness yes. arises out of insecurity. Hmm. That's yes. what you are saying. And yes. it has been fed right from their childhood. You know that that's how couples are supposed to be. They are for each other. Just another toy, right? I won't like to share you with your mom or this and that. These kind of dialogues and you know things have been fed right. It's just another actually, thing in my life. Yes, yes, it's not a person. It's a thing in my life yeah. that I want. That it Share behaves according to my whims and fancies. No, had it been yeah. just another thing in my life, even that could have been possible. Hmm. Not just another thing in your life. Yeah, it's the, the thing matters. in your life. The, th- yeah. the thing in your life. It's the central thing in your life. A little bit a thing because you want them to... Surely a thing. Something of consumption. Yeah. Yes, yes. Maybe, but, maybe this is because of bad education. No one taught us in school, at least no one taught me in school that you choose a partner not based on her looks, so you'll be attracted to her looks, but look beyond no, what that. is this concept of partner? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the question. <laughs> not what the criteria for choosing a partner should Why be. Looks even or a something else. Why even a partner? Why does one need a partner at all? That's that they definitely have to teach in school. So no, we are going right. back to that zero gaming. Zero gaming meaning yeah. uh, not, not needing a partner. A partner in the sense of a permanent partner who has to be by your side all the while. Yeah, I think our uh, prakriti at least is that prakriti us when when you were uh, relatively young. I remember from my hostel days. I don't think anybody was dying to get married. Not married, but uh, some woman by my side. 
many a times uh, the one you call as your partner is is just as good or bad as you are a mediocre yeah. human being what kind of security are you expecting from him this is more cultural conditioning that you yeah. need to have a partner at some point in your life otherwise you'll die alone is there anything that tells us don't have a partner the advertisements the stories your parents example grandparents no, no. because of like, teachers this is yeah. because i'm just bringing this aspect as well because if there's no partner there's no uh, not going to be any marriage no kids and then the whole economic structure mm-hmm. that has been built by the society uh, how will it run no <laughs> it will run in a different way mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. not that people will not need things or services Uh, if if they are not uh, welded to each other people will still need stuff right why will i not need a mobile phone if i am not married i am not married i still use phones i, I carry a lot of phones i i still need gadgets right nobody over here is married but we still need the the tripods and the cameras and and, and stuff so industry would still run in fact run more efficiently because a lot of needless and uh, wasteful uh, products and services will uh, no longer be needed no. so who keeps feeding it to us that we necessarily compulsorily have to be with someone and then the two are in each other's face all the time how can you just asking how can you continuously bear to look at one face I can't bear to look at my own face. I admit. How can I tolerate looking at somebody else's face twenty four hours, uh, and uh, without respite, without an alternative? And by alternative, I do not mean that from one woman I have to go to another woman. Why do I have to look at a human face? Uh, Shrunk into. Uh, why? Why a human being is such a central part of my life in some way? Yes. And this then it brings us to the same uh, question that he had put up in the start of it. At the start of it, that uh, we do not know. If not this, then what? No life. What else? There is life. That It's what you are saying is we don't know how to live. Life is scary. Yeah. Life is scary. Yeah. I mean, if you are not married, does the sun not rise for you? Does the moon uh, not illuminate your nights? No do the stars discounts. don't twinkle for you? Do does the sea not wave for you? Uh, what what changes if you are not married? I'm asking. All no of big that, bazaar discounts. All of that huh? looks very scary. No big bazaar discounts. Huh? Usually it looks very scary to for people when they are alone in it. So be it the night, be it the mm-hmm. sea. You are born alone. Secondly, you know, but somehow they don't celebrate uh, being single. If you go yeah. out, I'm I'm asking you, why does being single mean being lonely please i want to understand hmm. you you are uh, catching a black and white kind of image 
which is very exclusive what you are saying is if you are married you have company you have colors you have cheers if you are single you are alone and gloomy yeah. how how is that so i mean nobody over here is married right mm-hmm. yet there are five individuals sitting and talking with i suppose a certain honesty probably also a certain intimacy what's the problem who is lonely here nobody is married and nobody is lonely so how how is uh, uh, zero gamy loneliness a part of it is the is the environment that you live in because we are sitting in man zero gamis so we feel at ease yeah. if you have a if you have two couples mm-hmm. coming in or you go by the beach and if you see couples uh, walking by the beach side then um, the one who doesn't have anything uh, something more attractive to look forward to which usually most people don't they look at that couple and they think that you know maybe that is what i'm missing and uh, you see all the who movies has the time to look at couples who, who, who why should you have the opportunity or the mental space to gawk at couples but isn't it in your field of view you can't avoid not looking at it right no, it's in front of your eyes how does it have to be in your mind so uh, there are two things Now, i'm not being an idealist i'm just just i guess if i'm being honest i would say well I'm not trying to look at Shubankar or the cameras or the chair, but it's just coming in and it's registering chair. Now, at this t-shirt. moment, are you really thinking of the camera? Uh, I guess I see it. I'm not thinking about. That's it. what I'm saying. You can see, but you don't have to think about that. If you don't think about it, it doesn't affect you. Yes, 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 definitely. But um, uh, I mean, to think about, for the lack of a better word. uh if you go by the beach you're there you look at the sand you look at the waves fine you can have something to drink eat and spend a couple of hours there after that um after a point the beach holds doesn't hold that value anymore and then you know go and sit in a shack yes yes exactly this after 10 minutes he says the beach doesn't hold any value for you but the so called partner keeps holding value for you even after 10 years your mind is such that nothing attracts it even for a period of 10 minutes yeah. then how do you tolerate being with someone continuously for 10 years i don't think you can without lying to yourself or without suppressing all those feelings and of... without being violent to the other hmm. yeah definitely if you have to tolerate someone obviously you are going to be violent towards that person yeah and that's the reason why the institution of marriage is the mother of the most fundamental kind of violence in the world hmm. or is it not i'm the man this yeah hidden so violence nobody comes to really see how much depth because it's an everyday small needles being pricked at each other so even if you look at the criminal cases civil cases that are in the court homicides or anything else most of them are just because of relationships and there's nothing else uh, acharya ji uh, what is the biological psychological and social aspect of two people uh, living together not just living together sticking together and also uh, 
from which the institution of marriage is born that is forced you know a uh, forced compatibility that you have to be together so what are the uh, impacts of all of these why does it happen see biological is obvious there is the sexual need man wants the woman's body the woman wants the man's body and together they procreate so kids come from physical union so, so that's obvious yeah. that's biology then it's a psychological yeah. psychologically we feel as if we are you know not uh, okay and if the other is there then there is an assured supply of comfort security and sex mm-hmm. hmm? so we feel right now the thing is settled now i can uh, breathe in freedom hmm? the things that i want are all nicely arranged sex is at my beck and call the day the moment i want it i can have it uh, what is the third one social uh, the institution of marriage provides a certain order to society it is feared that if uh, people are not married then there will be chaos and anarchy that men will be chasing women all the time and uh, women will be chasing men who's going to raise the kid the kid uh, ha so uh, that is economics mm. right that's economic aspect of the thing so society is afraid of that kind of anarchy right mm. there will be no peace mm. all the time people will be quarreling over each other oh, she is my woman she is my woman and the two of them are insisting and they have a shared claim over her and she is interested in some third man for the mm-hmm. while and a week later she finds a fourth and a fifth one and then there is constant conflict also it said that it helps one to evade responsibility as well in some way ha ah, and and because uh, because uh, the man is fundamentally a biological animal is an animal so he will not want to take care of the kid sooner than later the woman is going to get pregnant mm-hmm. and the man went to her just because he wanted to have sex and she gets pregnant he runs away he finds someone else and the pregnant woman is anyway no more attractive uh, in terms of sex mm-hmm. so that's the social utility that marriage has but you see all these utilities <coughs> exist to cover up for something very lowly very negative very animalistic within us a way to tame the animal in some way yes not a way to transform the animal but a way to tame tame the animal and that's thing if you tame an animal it still remains an animal mm-hmm. right in fact by uh, putting a collar round its neck you have uh, simply excluded any possibility of the animal graduating to become human being mm-hmm. are you getting it so <clears throat> obviously there are utilities so there is a social utility there is a psychological utility there is a biological utility economic and there is an economic utility 
बट देर इज अ वेरी स्ट्रॉन्ग स्पिरिचुअल डिसयूटिलिटी मैन इज फंडामेंटली हिज सेल्फ हिज माइंड हिज ईगो दैट इज एट द सेंटर ऑफ द माइंड दैट्स वी आर एंड द पर्पज ऑफ लाइफ इज टू ब्रिंग दैट सेल्फ टू सम काइंड ऑफ कंप्लीशन Why am I saying that's the purpose of life? Because you don't live with the society all the time, right? Not all the time you are with the society. Not all the time are you looking at your body or thinking about your body. Not all the time are you thinking about economics. That's money. Mm-hmm. Not all the time you even have thoughts and feelings. But you are with yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason taking care of the self. is the most important and fundamental uh, prerogative duty function call it whichever way and that duty that that important function is obstructed by this institution if you really want to take care of your inner incompleteness um, then you cannot uh, fill it up with uh, something random uh, something that's just a proxy mm-hmm. right uh, that that doesn't work this also makes me curious in a way that we know that the usual relationships they are uh, based on uh, maybe comforts that the other provide but what would a spiritual relationship uh look like look like uh, i mean like what are the characteristics of that in a spiritual relationship uh, all dimensions of your existence they are present so there is a social dimension there is a biological dimension economics too might play a role so it doesn't negate it all they are part of your existence right mm. because you are corporal therefore you require money so economics has to be there as long as there is the body because you are the body so there would be the bodily urges you want food drink if you are young you also want to have sex so, so that's there so those things are there in a spiritual relationship but at the center is the self that's the difference so economics is there to take care of the self by self i mean the i the ego the biology is channelized to take care of the self right the society exists to liberate the self the social institutions are designed in a way that assist the liberation so that would uh, that's how a spiritual relationship looks right if if two people are spiritually related to each other not that one cannot lend money to the other hmm? so there is economics right not that one cannot borrow money not that uh, uh, i mean any kind of economic transaction yeah. not that uh, <clears throat> uh, they cannot be related in a social way hmm? they could even be related in a biological way there could be a sexual component to their relationship as well all that is okay yeah. but 
whatever be the be the dimension in which they are connected to each other the central thing will be the health of the self we exist with each other for whatever time in whichever way so that we remain inwardly healthy so that we gain in fulfillment and ultimately we are liberated of all the nonsense that comes with taking birth that's what a, a spiritual relationship is like a spiritual relationship uh, i'm saying does not exclude the other dimensions in which people relate to each other mm-hmm. hmm? so you could still be a seller and a customer hmm. it's okay economics going on i am the seller he is the customer and yet we could have a spiritual relationship right the great saint poet radas for example was a cobbler by profession obviously he was charging money or was he not so so there is economics and yet the relationship is deeply spiritual saint kabir weaver hmm? so it's not as if you cannot have other dimensions of existence or other ways in which to relate with the uh, with the with the world with other human beings but at the center you you are always with the question how is being with the other useful to my my spiritual growth and spiritual growth is is not some kind of fancy indulgement right it's not a selfish uh, selfish in the way we know it's not optional spiritual growth is what you are born for <laughs> if you are doing this that growing in whichever dimension but not growing in the spiritual dimension then you are simply wasting your life but we are not told that right from our childhood we are always told about our duties as a maybe a family member as a citizen or maybe as an employee mm-hmm. but we never are told about this responsibility that i hold towards myself you know my own development and my own inner growth yeah either the the ones who set the curricula are so innocent that they think that this uh, thing is uh, so obvious that it is just naturally understood they take this thing for granted hmm? that any 3 year old obviously knows that he is born for liberation or they don't value liberation at all only these two alternatives are there they are afraid of liberation maybe the third alternative but as a young young boy maybe in my school and every place i have seen that the ones who were engaged in some kind of a hobby or maybe some sport they were less you know keeping such thoughts in their head that they are looking for a girl or this or that hmm. but the ones who never had such kind of occupations in their lives hmm. maybe somebody is not excelling in academia hmm. or maybe somebody is not excelling in sports yeah. then they used to have these urges in their head a lot basically the more jobless you are Mm-hmm. may i say may i risk saying the more worthless you are mm-hmm. the more you are uh, occupied with thoughts of uh, having relationships uh, permanent relationships mm-hmm. 
otherwise why would you it it just makes no sense it becomes yeah. a point of proving your self worth for a lot of guys mm-hmm. i have a girlfriend and that's so why that's a i'm very valid point no society. having a girlfriend is wonderful hmm. uh, one is not talking of keeping the other gender hmm. at an arm's length hmm. we started off by saying why do you still have to be together if you find yourself fighting, fighting why do couples fight so so it's all right to have a girlfriend but why must that girlfriend become a liability mm-hmm. a compulsion mm-hmm. for that matter a boyfriend mm-hmm. what is this uh, uh, imperative to be sticky to be welded to each other we seek i i get i get i think we seek some kind of a social validation with all such things for example even right now we are in a hotel so it is very customary to click selfies with your partner mm-hmm. or with your family just to show to the world that you know i am with someone no it's all right to click selfies but having clicked the selfie why can't you let the other go ma'am the selfie is done hmm. and and you could go that way and i could go that way that looks very utilitarian you know that we are just here to maybe shot a few clicks and then move but apart i see a lot of compassion in that hmm. you know i'm i'm liberating you of my needless presence hmm. why do i have to be at your head all the time hmm. kindly enjoy your solitude hmm. you are by the sea the beach is beautiful the sand is there who am i to compete with the sun and the surf and the sand i can't be so arrogant as to say that you look at me rather than the setting sun mm. hmm the sunset is obviously of far greater charm then anything i can offer you yeah. so i liberate you of my presence kindly go kindly go and after a few hours or a few days uh, if there is a way uh, i can be of help or if there is a way the two of us can offer uh, mutual pleasure to each other we'll meet we'll meet but i can't be selfish enough to throttle you huh to to put blinders on your eyes and say look only at me don't look anywhere else the sun is beautiful don't look at the sun the sea is beautiful don't look at the sea look at me hmm the world is beautiful don't look at the world look only at me oh hell that man over there is glorious he is a better human being compared to me in all ways right he is intellectually sharp he is spiritually higher bodily he looks far more charming than i do but please you don't look at him look only at me hmm. now is this not violent i'm asking you if i find if let's say i'm i'm, I'm with a with a person okay an example for you to consider you cook something for your friend right at your home and you are a bad cook <laughs> so 
and whatever you cook up that has been totally spoiled so spoiled it's actually got toxic right would you serve this thing to your partner or rather order something from the restaurant if i know that i'm not good enough for him or her why would i still insist to just latch on latch on but there is probably a lack of inner sureness because somewhere because one is not totally you know sure within himself that's why they get into a relationship and after getting into a relationship when they don't have that self worth in their in themselves they're not very really open to you know let the other be with anyone also, also you get married with all that affair you put in you know hmm. you call in a lot of people you show that you know we are together and we are so happy you have all those pre wedding post wedding during wedding photos the wedding and fit wedding yeah you had all that show so of sure. love and affection and hoo ha and now it it is a bit embarrassing to go out in the world and say that boss things fell apart well wrong let's do it again <laughs> but i think with such kind of a relationship would that even happen in the first place the wedding huh? no let the wedding happen fine no, you are in a mood to just just spend and burn money uh, a mind wave and you did all that right you burned 50 lakh rupees or 2 crore whatever you did that fine the day is over the night is gone it's been 5 months now yeah. come on liberate her and by that i do not mean you turn her into an enemy i'm just saying liberate her Better. open the door of the cage that does not mean you have forbidden her from returning yeah. but please please uh, you know unlock that that door there is no need to cage her Uh, if you cage her there will be fights that's all maybe it's because relationships are so transactional right so transactional someone's attracted to someone for the resources someone's attracted to someone for looks and you have to give the other what they want so that you get what you want yeah, but but then you know when the two of us are fighting obviously i'm not getting anything from you Huh? No, are you getting anything from me? So, so even the logic that because both of us exploit each other and and uh, gain a lot from each other, that's why we are sitting together. Mm-hmm. Even that logic doesn't hold. Yeah. The thing is, the two of us add no value to each other's life. Mm-hmm. In fact, we we take away value from each other's life. No, but to, but to think about it, like they're they're, they're fighting in Saturday. The the you need that's the name of the hotel, right? Yes, yes. yes. And the, the the name of the hotel is Citadel. Hmm. So, uh, if they're fighting there, then uh, first of all they need to check in. Now a lot of couples are there because you know the man is earning, the woman is forgotten to earn. There has they have been there for ten years. Plus, the man is not attractive anymore. It will be a very long and harsh fight to find another woman for him. so they sort of mm-hmm. and know, he hates himself for that right yeah yeah he, he hates, hates himself for coming to a stage where he will surely not be able to find a good woman for himself Self, right? exactly right. he also hates himself for bringing his wife to a stage where no man wants to look at his wife 
Yeah. So, totally. neither of them are left with actually any options. A- any options. And so, 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 they fight with each other. Because if they say no to this, then what? Then then they have uh, nothing to look at. It, it, it is such a different life waiting out there behind that cage door. And a lot of people are saying that uh, uh, maybe there are fights, there is blood, there is splatter. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, uh, the, the 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 darkness outside. I think that this this world is fine. The hope is still like somewhere. Better the That's devil you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better the devil that, you know. Uh, you said that uh, the spiritual relationship has the self at its core, but when it comes to the usual relationships, uh, generally insecurity is at the core. So is it? It is the insecurity that brings you together. Even I, the spiritual relationship has insecurity at its core but the intention is to heal the insecurity mm-hmm. not cover it up mm-hmm. see anything that we do we do from our limited center obviously mm-hmm. the question is of intention yeah. there is fear obviously we are born with fear what are we trying to do with the fear are we trying to just cover it up mm-hmm. or are we trying to boldly challenge it understand it and challenge it that that's the, the, the question is of intention also, uh, like, uh, this is about obviously the spiritual relationship, but uh, with the usual relationships, it's the insecurity that brings two people together. And the so intention to just, just remain insecure and, yeah. and pretend as if you are less insecure right. Huh? Right. by holding the other person. And then uh, it is also insecurity that uh, makes you stay with the other person. So it's just the same thing that brought you together that uh, maybe is resulting into fights and everything because it's the insecurity and then again uh, it is the insecurity that is making you stick together because yeah if somebody gives you surety that you know uh, maybe when you're not the other person is not there so you can have such a such life with full surety and i think a lot of people would opt for but the insecurity of having nothing in hand you know something is better than nothing mm-hmm. it's sort of that that, you know, what guarantee do you give me? That after I leave this man or woman, then I have something good waiting for me. Just because I don't have something yeah. to look forward to. So I better keep what I have. Otherwise, I'm going to lose on both hands. So what it basically means is that because we have created a world for ourselves, especially in... in places like India where the opportunities and possibilities of a life devoted to uh, self-development are just too few. Therefore, one says if not the familiar kind of married life, then what? People don't see an alternative. Obviously, that doesn't justify what they are doing. One could still turn around and ask, uh, if you don't have an alternative, would that mean that you continue uh, living in and generating toxicity? Uh, Drop the toxic thing. And whatsoever is available as an alternative would probably be better than the toxicity you are enduring 
and uh, creating uh, all the time but that's a bold alternative and a, and a bold thing to say most people just don't have uh, uh, much to do in life when it comes to the direction of uh, self-realization therefore that's what they fall back upon and the center of it is basically laziness if you basically being single is a lot of hard work hmm. that's very well put i suppose yes yeah. being single is a lot of hard work hmm. Hmm? Hmm. lot of hard inner and outer work yes. exactly you, you so, get cost, <laughs> constantly in a battle you don't have some small spot black right. spot to to rest upon socially it's very hard in a way because like uh, let me share a recent experience so i am a bachelor and i had to uh, rent a flat for myself recently and i couldn't get one mm. easily even you society, you know, don't get it punishes you, you if you go to a good fine dining restaurant on let's say uh, new year's eve or christmas or mm. diwali any any festival you won't get a seat if you're single as simple as that Mm-hmm. you won't get stags are not i mean this still have some respect for women i don't know women's perspective but for men it's like the way the, the moment they hear a stag a man the first reaction is only couples allowed mm-hmm. so constantly you're also getting that signal that boss if you have to have those good experiences that are behind those walls mm-hmm. on a good day then being a couple is a good idea yeah. it's not even that i have seen this thing even for example if you look at an architecture of a bedroom the sockets are there for a double bed right mm. and a double bed is meant to be for mm. two people mm. so very small cues that we see around in our everyday life big people bazaar are telling you boss big bazaar you yes. don't get discounts on two you going get discounts on yeah, three yeah it's always fours. a two wheeler yes <laughs> it's always it's never a three wheeler but i mean when i say two wheeler what i what i intend to say is that it's supposed to carry two people two as well exactly yes yes you don't have a two seater two seater it is never a single seater it's never a single seater except in a few cases so yeah right those don't sell very well <laughs> and you have a very elite two seater cars as well hmm? yeah. people actually, fancy yeah. them actually a moped should be a single seater right mm. right but it's not mm. i think there's there's a lot of the i think a lot of people will be more scared of deciding every day to what to do with their time where to put it uh, being single is hard work you you have not subjected yourself to the blind flow of life yes right mm-hmm. you have to decide every morning how to spend the day yeah exactly it's not that you have uh, you are married so mm-hmm. so there is a lot that you anyway have to do mm-hmm. so decision making mm-hmm. is no more needed hmm? uh, but it feels much more freeing to me that way that i get to choose what i want Yeah. Only if you want to hold the responsibility. Yes, because freedom is responsibility. Yes, freedom is. Freedom is responsibility, which is very interesting because they say that marriage induces responsibility in you. What we rather yeah. see, actually, when you go to the depths of it, yeah, is that 
रियल रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटी इज नीडेड वेन यू आर नॉट मैरिड बिकॉज देन यू हैव टू बी रियली रिस्पॉन्सिबल फॉर योर लाइफ यू हैव टू फिगर आउट वॉट टू डू यू डोंट हैव somebody you take care of you don't have somebody who will take care yeah. of you you don't have lots of those uh, small and big obligations and uh, liabilities to take care of so you have to figure out how to live so a lot of time just passes in fights and all those small talks and ha, all those small ha, right, things and right. you have to you know figure out how as to a, really as a couple as a married couple yeah. uh, you are relieved that you don't really have to think how to spend your time Yurinandi and small talk and gossip takes away so much time that you don't have to think about how to spend your time. The other person is an end in itself. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so you don't have yeah. to have you don't have to think about a purpose of life. Yeah. The wife is the purpose of yeah. life, yeah. or the husband is the purpose, purpose of, of life. life. So basically, marriage gives you a pseudo purpose of life. Also, yeah. also the basic maintenance responsibilities that you have with regards to being a human being: yeah. your clothes, yeah. your food. the economics and everything when there are two people they are dividing those things one won't look at the economics you know in usual how loans yeah. the wives don't even know the password of their accounts it's the man yeah. dealing with the money part similarly the man won't know what what food is being cooked what what kind of vegetables are there but if you are single yeah. you have to take on both sides of the world yeah. you have to see that there is vegetable in the fridge as well as there is money in your bank to buy that vegetable mm-hmm. so you have to carry the whole spectrum with you so in the end it's hard work definitely i you know, know i would think it's easier right i get to budget i get to spend the money i don't find that there are no vegetables because someone bought a new bedsheet isn't it i'm in control i'm in charge of my that's what destiny right to be in control is to be a responsibility is to enjoy all the Mm. all the thi- all the great things that life gives you and also be a punishment in equal measure yeah. when you feel your responsibility mm-hmm. people don't want uh, to be in that position they say we don't want to bear the punishment and if the cost of avoidance of punishment mm. is avoidance of joy we are prepared to give up on joy that's the deal people make Yes, that's true. Because I know I've gone to bed without food because there wasn't food in the house. Uh, it, so uh, you have to then you know yeah. accept that deal. You say it's all right to go to bed without food, but it's not all right to go to bed with someone uh, you can't bear to look at. But with a filled stomach. Yeah. Uh, but with a filled stomach, the stomach yeah. is 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 full of food and the mind is full of hate. Yeah. And uh, uh, you are okay with the deal. you need to be someone who says no i'm not okay with this deal that's a bad trade off mm. it's just like uh, lifting weights so if you have the muscles for it you cherish it <laughs> uh-huh. and if you don't have it uh, nobody likes But the weights also it sees that people are so much fed with you know living by that script that after a point in time it looks like that this is the purpose of their life so even if you ask yeah. a 50 year old or 60 year old in india that what are you really living for their first direct answer is we are living for our kids for our kids so that's what marriage gives you a fake a, a, a very Sub-optimal. cheap uh, yeah. substitute to the real purpose of life and right? basically the family system in whole right if you are not married then you have to figure out what life is for yes if you are married you are given a ready made purpose to live for yes 
and yeah. feel good about it. And know? feel good and responsible and respectable yeah, about yes. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Also, like uh, the kid is in some way a hope to the person, to the parents, that maybe this life can be something different. <laughs> yeah. The kid actually keeps the two people together. Yeah. The marriage would collapse if the kid does not come in due time. Yeah. So the kid definitely, in most cases, has to come by the third or fourth year of marriage. Otherwise, these two people will have no option but to drift apart. It also happens with couples, with married couples especially, that uh, if they, uh, you know, they do not go for kids in like in two to three years, they get a lot of social pressure. Yeah. Upon people start speculating that there is something not right. Because the them. ones who are speculating, the ones who are um, throwing jibes and uh, <clears throat> they are the ones who have already suffered at the hands of uh, this entire system. They have suffered and they are so vile that they cannot see others not suffering. I had to go mm. through the grind. How can you, you escape it? it? Yeah. Because for them, that's how life is. Yeah. Not even that. It's, it's just that they just hate the fact that how come the other escaped? Having yeah. chosen bondage, they cannot bear to see somebody living freely. But in their worldview, does that liberation even for them? Yes, 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 obviously. Because inwardly, they are suffering in their bondage every day. And that makes them very bitter about life. So they hate people who have not subjugated to bondages. They really hate them. Because I think that they take the last bit of their salvation that see everybody is... Because that's that's the uh, excuse or justification they offer to themselves. We were helpless. Everybody. What we did is something inevitable and universal. There are no exceptions. There can be no exception, so I didn't become an exception. But when a real exception comes forth, hmm, it's a sp- it, slap on their face. It's a slap on their face and it uh, just uh, calls out their bluff. Hmm. Right? It, it exposes that they have been lying to themselves all the time, yeah. that an alternative was possible, that exceptions can exist. It's just that they never had the guts to be the exception. And that's a slap in the face. It sounds very but humiliating. That would really mean that it would make things even harder for the single ones. Yes, yes. Because the society will become vengeful. Yes. Society will become vengeful. Hmm. Yes, that's true. Hmm. So it is vengeful right now. I mean, you you don't really are accepted as a single man in your 40s. Nobody looks Not you... Not even in your friend circle. Yeah, nobody looks you the right way. Yes. The, the, the friends don't... Uh, Maybe you need new friends. Yeah, 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 you need new friends. Single friends. Yeah. That, that, that tells, that's a, that's a commentary on the quality of friendship. Yeah. You know, because we had friends like those. Therefore, now I have a spouse like this. I have been bad at relationships right since my birth maybe. Yes. Huh? I was choosing all the wrong kinds of friends. Yes. Yeah. And the result of mm. those continuous bad choices accumulated to give me this spouse now. Yes. Most of the times, the kind of people people agree to is because they want to show to their friends, you know, that she is my yeah. better half. I, I, I just cannot relate to this. I just, I can't even imagine how one can get married just to show off to friends. Mm. Uh, this is too, too much for me to, but maybe it's happening. Yes. 
I think all this Bollywood movies about that big fat Indian family living together, and eating together, and sitting together. That is the central purpose of life. Yeah, having the other in your life being the central thing in the life because all movies have been. To Those who are listening to you will say it's not just the other who is the central purpose of life. You mm-hmm. also have the social responsibility yes. to bear kids. Yes. and take the human race forward yes you're saying if you're not married yes. what happens to the kid yes. a lot of people would be you know quite uncomfortable by this time when they'll be looking at uh, this this recording hmm. they'll be saying they're talking of everything but the kid yes. what happens to the kid if, if people are not married yes there are people who are still have kids <laughs> <laughs> obviously can still have kids if you're not married so but that's a very uncultured uh, option right Uncultured option, and they'll say also oh. impractical. Hmm. They'll say impractical. Unstable. I think the stability will be a big point because stability of what? Stability of the normal, uh, the 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 the, uh, the social fabric that we have in front of us, because right now the structure helps protect the child. Hmm. Does This, it protect the child? or is it producing just the wrong kind of children with just the wrong kind of upbringing and mentality but in darkness question is perpetual when i say when i say when i say protect the child i only mean by the body the the there, there is roof on the head there is clothes on your body there is food to intake there is somebody to feed yeah, how how yes. how is marriage providing the kid with a with a roof and food because the social fabric tells us that the father takes care of the bringing of the child in terms of uh, the so material why can't the you... mother take care uh, of 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 the child or you can do what they do in the us you live apart but the father provides child the support father has to provide so child support money or you can the have an even more evolved and enlightened society where the child is taken care of by the state hmm. irrespective of who is the father and who is the mother two things Hmm? healthcare and education will be taken care of by the state now tell me how do you really require these two fighters coming together to raise the kid and i guess that's probably very true because in scandinavian countries in norway in finland in sweden they have both of these things being funded by the government and people are actually seeing marriage marriage rates Uh, getting low think of this yeah. think of this think of this it's such a beautiful thing what would happen to nations if the most fundamental duty of the state were to take care of the kids kids yes huh mm. that yes. should have been the most important portfolio the most important ministry the wisest the most experienced the most brilliant of ministers would have been assigned to this ministry huh? of raising kids of nation raising kids mm-hmm. the moment the kid is born the kid is adopted by the state the kid belongs to the state and the state is now accountable you have to take care of the kid's health and you have to take care of the kid's education right till graduation post graduation what's a uh, but if i actually look at this thing on the ground what we have seen is for example indian government has given a lot of you know right to education mid day meals and all of these things 
now these things have they are trying to provide all of these things for last 75 years on the ground level in the entire nooks and corners of the country but we see that it's still not working even when it is not taking a lot of responsibility it is just taking care of the primary education and the mid day meal they are not able to do it even then no, then that the reason for that yes. is the same kind of people hmm. who get into a wedlock hmm. are also the kind of people who get into the parliament and in the ministries and become the presidents yeah. and the prime ministers this just the same pool of people yeah. right so just as they are shabby uh, as, as as spouses mm-hmm. they are equally shabby and inefficient and incompetent as ministers yeah. that's what there is no great secret to that but yeah. but but won't it be a great world in which the child is not left to the to the whims and the caprices of the parents mm. huh? the child becomes the state's responsibility mm. yeah? and the best minds of the country are devoted to the upkeep of the child upbringing the child keeping the child healthy of course detractors would still say but what what about uh, uh, the the emotional warmth mm. that the kid gets from the father mm. well if the father is worth giving the emotional warmth the father would give it mm-hmm. and if the father uh, is a scoundrel a recluse then what right is he here to who is it? running away after impregnating the mother then anyway what kind of emotional warmth would he give yeah. think of a man and a woman the man is of such a poor quality within that had he not been married he would have run away and never shown his face again but he stays put with the woman only because he is married now even if he is with the woman even if he has not run away still he is the same person of the same poor quality mm-hmm. but now he is not run away so he says i am raising the kid so what is the quality of care and education hmm? and upbringing that he will be providing to the kid yes, so so no point having such fathers mm-hmm. better far better than having such fathers is having state as the father think of it most crimes towards kids are perf- are, are happening within the family yeah. right yeah. the family is the place where the maximum murders take place if you take murder cases it would be uh, shocking to uh, to most people yeah. but especially women 70% of murders of women are by their own family members or lovers whatever it's all happening within the household but this also brings us to a question that the discretion to give birth to a kid is with two individuals if they decide to give birth they are doing it but the prerogative of raising that kid is with the state now is this not a very disconnected situation no it is not because the two 
who are giving birth to the kid they themselves have been raised by the state so it's not as if they have suddenly come and thrown the kid at the state and said we have produced the kid now you take care of it hmm? Hmm. if the two are behaving irresponsibly the father and the mother the state has to answer why did you raise them in such a way that they are still behaving irresponsibly and irresponsibly they have produced this kid the value system would be very evolved of course of course i mean i just to think about it you are giving driving licenses to prove that you are fit enough to drive a vehicle yeah but you don't have any kind of proof that you're fit enough to be a father which is far more responsible yeah. situation yes. yes i mean you just cannot say that because of your whims and fancies and your tendencies it's you brought exactly somebody the most important function in this entire world is being left to blind biological forces for everything else we have intelligence and discretion and technology and what not and regulations yeah. everything right for everything else every little thing is regulated what is not regulated is child birth any damn fool can come and father a kid yeah. or mother a kid whatever human rights and then then you wonder why the world is going to the dogs yeah basically this is the most primitive method that the man invented for his own survival and we have kept it totally unchanged totally unchanged, unchanged. Yeah. totally unchanged it's the most tribal thing that existing since, since so long that's coming from our animalistic roots yes and we have kept this institution intact yes. thinking that it is sacred yes and it brooks no change a superstition so old that we think it is essential to us yes a superstition so old that we think of it as a truth hmm. as something sacred inviolable unchangeable hmm. Hmm. <laughs> because if we just look at it i was born into a family so i always saw that there is a lady who is dependent on a man then as we grow up we have to go to all these family functions and some that basically wherever you are go you are fed with some kind of information which tells that this is how you are supposed to live yeah. live life a very deep rooted superstition yeah it's actually so bad. this is this whole thing deal is a little more scarier than we think if the responsibility and the marriage the 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 secretness of the issue the institution of marriage is taken away then people won't value marriage they won't associate the words like love to marriage and everybody wants love so they would have to ask themselves then then boss what is love and that is a very a very diff, very very scary situation but i have seen that people are very much open nowadays that they say a marriage is a social contract they, a lot of people even what they do they call that i that they have some list of prenups 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 so before marriage they have a list of demands the bride has a list of demands the groom has a list of demands and they sign to those documents that assignment you put to this i find that uh, relatively honest honest yeah. Yeah. at least you are acknowledging that it is just a contract, contract. Yeah. and if it is a contract Mm. then it is man made and mm. if it is man made it can be man unmade mm. yes mm. so that has to be acknowledged that there is hardly any secretness to this thing the only mm. thing that is sacred mm. is human consciousness mm. the only thing that is really sacred mm. is the urge of consciousness for liberation nothing else can be sacred mm. we are not born mm. 
to remain tied to another human being of whatever gender liberation basically means getting liberated even of yourself the i is the final thing that you have to be liberated of so liberation basically means that you cannot continue to be with even yourself then how can you continue to be with somebody else but somewhere we have been told that you know all the primitive desires that one has and all the emotionality that one lives lives with that is very sacred so somehow you have a soft corner for all of these things so, the primitive desires and the basic animalistic tendencies they are not sacred no no they are not people say that that's so natural you know the natural is not sacred natural is simply prakritik natural is simply animalistic so defending something by saying oh but it is natural Hmm. that is very foolhardy that is as good as saying i am an animal therefore it is all right hmm. the natural is the animal hmm. and people defend all kinds of thing by saying oh but it is natural but it is natural hmm. but it is natural only the jungle is natural go to the jungle then hmm. if you value natural stuff so much why are you wearing clothes why are you using gadgets why are you using languages why are you even thinking thought is not natural hmm. <laughs> but people don't understand that when it comes to defending all their nonsense they start saying oh but it is natural envy is natural greed is natural violence is natural killing animals for food is natural because it is happening in the jungle the natural is not sacred we exist to transcend the natural that's the purpose of human life so something being natural cannot be quoted as a, as a defense or justification no but then they say you know that these small joys and small things of life these are the spice of life and one must should cherish them and this and that yeah like the couple that were you know, it's all right if you cherish that kindly don't make me cherish it we fought well yeah they fought well <laughs> but can anyone really cherish that is that what you say to avoid conceding defeat that's what exactly i would have missed the shot but uh, my glasses slipped <laughs> ंग we need to figure out healthy ways of living with each other whether it is man and man or man and woman or woman and woman or man and animal or man and trees we we need to see how to lovingly be with the other how to beautifully be with the other without uh, dragging the other down without letting the other become a cage for me mm-hmm. that that's what we need to figure out we are not talking uh, keeping the institution of marriage at the center we started off by discussing why do couples fight so our problem is violence that's what we are addressing we want to figure out why can't we live in love 
why why can't we understand what love really is mm-hmm. why must harmony and joy be so unavailable to us why must we constantly be at each other's throat yeah. i think i think a lot of people are not even wanting that sort of life they are here to just pass their time off they are happy just whiling away their time you know because every time don't think they are happy i, I won't it's say happy just, mm. is I, i won't say happy is just um, lovelessness for oneself they like cut rahe na kaise samay maybe they haven't been told what the options are right so they just been told there's this one option which is uh-huh. you stick with someone else and you should get some happiness out of it they haven't been told that there's a potential See, uh, elsewhere what i think is that if somebody is genuinely troubled then that trouble itself makes you move in a different direction makes you at least explore you want wait some for somebody to tell you but what i have seen is people are genuinely not really troubled and not really happy it's it's sort of in the middle if i go to a, 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 a possible possible if i go to a couple and i ask them you know uh, so so genuinely tell me how's your husband mm. not too good but not too bad either yeah he has some minus points he beats me in this but he gets me jewelry we should do this at the hotel yeah <laughs> and as well survey yeah consumer research yeah and, and similarly with the woman like yeah sometimes she's just over my thought over not putting the solid toilet seat down mm-hmm. but then at night it's fine so both have their reasons to be there and not to be there so it's it's sort of this this lull that they get used to but this entire discussion of relationships reminded me of a quotation by j krishna murthy he used to say a lot that you know you know yourself when you relate to the other so he kept a relationship with anything maybe an object or maybe the difference between relating to the other and sealing of the relationship in such a way that there is no possibility any more of relating to the other hmm. are you getting it hmm. to relate to the other is to be actively actively and consciously mm, no hmm. Hmm? it has to be a live process when you relate to the other mm. when you turn the thing into a relationship you have uh, frozen the thing off now there is nothing new alive or warm in it mm. right uncertainty is gone possibilities are gone whatsoever there is is simply frozen and settled and concluded and final i'm the husband she's the wife now tell me what newness is left in the whole thing so of course uh, jk was very right when he said uh, you discover yourself in relationship but for relationship to exist there must be two conscious entities relating to each other in their freedom mm. if there is no freedom in the relationship is it a relationship at all or is it just bondage mm. 
there is no relationship yeah. left that's what they call in hindi bandhan bandhan hmm. this also takes me to khalil gibran there is a passage in the prophet regarding marriage so he says that uh, a couple is like two pillars of a building to stand apart they should have a distance in between them in fact it's very very important to not to stick to the other if you want to get married go ahead and get married but don't stick to the spouse don't stick to anything yeah. personal space has some value Some I mean, it sounds so that. illogical to assume that one person is going to be the smartest, the fittest, the most intellectually curious, the one who brings you the best of what the world has to offer. It just doesn't cannot make any happen. sense. It right? just cannot happen. There's a lot of expectation from a person. See, there is the entire world. How can you give so much importance to one person? Yes, Full yes. stop. The entire world is there. How are you randomly assigning so much importance to one person? Yeah, one random person, right? Who 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 gets the authority to ask you questions? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking nonsense. I mean, most murders happen that this way. Yeah, yeah. it's not armies that are assaulting each other. if we can be comfortable with ourselves mm-hmm. it's all right i suppose to be in a relationship you want to give it a a social tag fine if if that's what makes it more convenient to you uh, call it a marriage fine but uh, to make the other person your psychological center to make the other person your life make the other person the very purpose of your life yeah. is simply an insult to your existence yeah. and a threat to his existence yeah. so a great takeaway from the entire discussion i think would be this that a person cannot be the center of your life full stop yeah. Yeah. no person can be the center of your life yeah get rid of that romantic notion anything want to add or and finding the right one is not the purpose of this <laughs> nobody called the finding right the one right or the final thing oh uh, finding the right one is, uh, that's marketing that's a good marketing yeah yeah that's good marketing that's childish nonsense good for economics Keep finding the right one. Give the right gifts. Yeah. You would think people would realize that if I was bad at finding the right one, once, twice, thrice, four times, how many girlfriends or boyfriends do you go through before you find the one, right? If I was bad in all those prior instances, upon why is this one going to be right? A lot of things in India, but yeah, basic arithmetic. There would be like what in a population of four hundred crore. males and an equal number of females let's say there would be at least uh, 50 crore individuals mm. Mm, of uh, your own age group to find the right one mm. if you spend even 5 minutes with each of them mm, you're finished yeah <laughs> the by the time you choose yeah. it's the grave yeah. 
so basically you were never finding the right one you are just finding some random convenient or inconvenient person to be with and then you start saying the person is my life yeah which is all just holy nonsense uh, respect life respect the other respect yourself relate to the other but in freedom and zero gamy is not that bad yeah uh, zero gamy is not all that bad yeah. be free help the other be free yeah. in fact after you are single the way you look at a woman also changes you the 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 way you want when you want to be into the gammy business mm-hmm. the way you're looking at the opposite mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. is very different when mm-hmm. you're not really looking for the gammy business mm-hmm. maybe you can really i have seen that change at least in my approach towards women that when you are in the gammy business you strategize in your attack yeah yeah yeah, don't really. yeah, yeah. you you you're trying yeah. to uh, you know acquisition is happening you you are mm-hmm. always looking at the other and rejecting the other mm-hmm. every single woman is somebody to be considered as an option a target exactly mm-hmm. but when you have so opted out talking. of that yeah, nonsense yeah, yeah, yeah. then you can relate to women as a person even if they are uh, attractive glamorous women of yeah. your own age and all that you can still look at them mm-hmm. as individuals Mm-hmm. and have a healthy relationship mm-hmm. you, you, it you sounds like to really relate you have to be single so the way it's perceived <laughs> is entirely wrong that right only single people, people can relate. are free to relate. relate those in relationships cannot relate right. yeah. you you can just you know without thinking whether the other one will accept you or reject you or do anything mm-hmm. you have no such you know stakes at hand mm-hmm. you can you know either you end up having a very good time or it's not either way doesn't leave an impress impression because, if you uh, because you're not obliged to carry it uh, over yes but if you have somebody that you have stakes in mm. every new happening becomes a bearing upon your mind mm. so mm. you know you are you're actually putting a lot of violence when you are governed by others whims and fancies mm. tomorrow she says mm. i have an off day means your day is also off now <laughs> yeah. uh, tomorrow but i want also want to you know touch this part as well that we very well said that you know a person cannot be center of your mm-hmm. life but then what should be the center of my life you are the center of your life mm-hmm. you are not born with a wife or a husband mm-hmm. you are born to to cry alone to live alone and in this journey of aloneness mm. obviously you can have co-passengers be friends with them have great relationships mm. be loving be compassionate mm. but after all the love all the compassion all the friendliness the fact of your solitude remains you better acknowledge and honor it yes yes full stop mm. you'll die alone mm. yeah. <laughs> talking about dying alone i think One of the reasons I've heard of people when they find out that I'm single will say, "Well, what happens when you're old. sick, or what happens when you're old?" old. I go yeah. to a hospital yeah. when I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the home is not the place for me. I go to a hospital. Yeah, with all their crying and chest beating, that doesn't you know have, really heal yeah. me. Have medical insurance. <laughs> yeah. Medical insurance, and uh, I think that well, insurance. Even if that were true, logically, I'd have decades. 
of more happiness and more joy right. before I met that right, right. supposed unhappy right. ending. Right. Yeah, but that's a very good, very, very. Yeah. I'm, I'm prepared to face inconvenience in the last three months or three years of my life. Yeah. If I have uh, really have had a great 50 or 70 years, fine. Last three years, I'm prepared to face all the nonsense. But still, I think for the common folk, maybe who are watching the video, maybe thinking over this, our minds need to have a lot of cleansing. Because for decades that we have lived on this planet, our, for our lives, we have been so much fed. For example, a very small thought experiment. If we Think of a single man sitting on a beach looking at the sunset. Mm. That's one image. And a couple sitting on the beach looking at the sunset. Most of the people will find one gloomy and one very yeah. romantic. Yeah. And that that has become very much ingrained and very subtle. What we need is daring. Yes. To dare to be single. Mm. It's a, it's an it's it's not even it's not even something that I think is needing for you know it is out there. It's a fact. Mm. You go through a lot of pain in a relationship. Mm. Mm. Just that 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 courage to say that. Well, one one Sacharji said very rightly that you know bachelorhood is something you earn. So. Yeah, yeah, it it is. It well, is. I'm still thinking of those three people on the beach. One sitting all by himself and the couple, and I'm thinking how two of them are envious of the third one. <laughs> figure out which two <laughs> another thing I've noticed about couples that annoys me is that they just keep on so if I'm by myself on the beach looking at the sunset this couple will suddenly come and they'll keep talking about the most mundane thing when there's something so beautiful and majestic in front of them it yeah, happens in trains it happens in how planes. can you enjoy the sun right when when your your world is supposed to be the person next to you so you, you then obviously have to close your eyes to all the beauty that life and existence have to offer. You become insensitive, you're like just another son. I need to change diapers. Yeah. Off the kick. <laughs> Alright. Let's check out the beach. And count the number of singles. <laughs> <laughs> and see how they feel. Yeah, a lot of people here in the honeymoon phase. So they'll all be doing the, oh, I'm so in love. All right. Have to.